pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A heartbreaking final photo shows a new bride and groom beaming just moments after their wedding as they take off in a golf cart just before a drunk driver plows into the newlyweds, killing the bride. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to our friends at WCIV. Sam Miller and her fiancé, Eric Hutchinson, had been together for three years. I've never seen the light in her eyes shine as bright as that day. April 28th, Samantha Miller and Eric Hutchinson vowed to spend the rest of their lives together. It was the best day of her life. A beach ceremony, dancing and drinks to follow. They announced a surprise dance for the most important person in Sam's life, which was me. And we danced to Bruno Mars, Just, Just the, the Way, way you, you Are. That's our song. The happy couple left the reception under a canopy of sparklers. On their golf beginning cart. of the golf cart ride. She said, I wish this night could go on forever. The best night of her life. You were hearing the voice um, when you heard someone say it was the best day of her life. They announced a surprise dance for the most important person in Sam's life. You were hearing the voice of Sam, Samantha, mother, Lisa Miller. And joining us right now is Lisa Miller, mother of the bride, Samantha Miller. Miss Miller, first of all, we are so sorry 
deeply and profoundly sorry for what you and your family and the groom are living through right now. It's really hard to put words to it. It's not just a passing. It's the end of a whole future together. Describe Miss Miller that night, the the reception, the dance you were describing, Bruno Mars. So the night was incredible. She, typical Sam, I don't know if you guys have seen the picture, but she got to the wedding and of course it's a beach venue so there's nowhere um, for her to hide, you know, in her dress. So she literally, um, when I knew they were here, her dad brought her in his forerunner and she was laying in the back of the forerunner on her stomach with her legs up in the air, smiling so big, so happy, rewriting her vows because they were messy. <laughs> she didn't want them to be messy. So let me understand. Sam was lying on her tummy in her wedding dress <laughs> in the back of dad's yep. forerunner with her feet up in the air to fit on the seat, rewriting yep. her vows. <laughs> it was the funniest sight ever, but that's Sam. <laughs> like, she she doesn't care about, you know, she just, quirky maybe is the word, I don't know. A free spirit. Yes, a free spirit, for sure. And um, anyway, moving forward, the wedding started. Um, their vows ended up being almost exactly alike, which is pretty cool. Um, and they did not write them together. And um, then the energy, I mean, there was food and drinks and all that, but the, and the dance floor upstairs, she did her, her um, father-daughter dance. Uh, they did their first dance to John Legend. I think it's called You Move, I Move. Sammy's never been a dancer. Her sister's a dancer. Like she used to dance like Elaine on, uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> and all of a sudden she was up there dancing with her husband to that John Legend song and she's swaying like to the music and just beautiful. It's a beautiful video. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, but anyway, uh, so she danced with her, her both her dads after that and um, then the DJ comes on and says, Oh, surprise dance for the most important person in Sam's life. And that moment right there tells a lot about Sam. She loved like no other person. She knew that I might just feel a little bit weird not having a dance with my daughter, you know, even though it's not tradition, but we're not traditional people for sure. Um, and her and I just from the moment she was born her whole life. I mean, she's just my best friend. And then I keep thinking of these interjections like. So that dance was for you. That dance was for me. The most important person in her life. Yeah. And at the end, when he's saying you're amazing just the way you are and all that, we're just pointing at each other. When I see your face, you know, because we both felt the same about each other. That was our, our song. And it was a moment that. I'm so thankful for, um, and that just tells what who Sam is. I mean, and um, then after that, oh, it's time for uh, the DJ and dancing and the energy in that pavilion 
and all these different groups of people because there was people from Charlotte and there was people from Utah where Eric came from and people from Folly Beach and you know so a lot of people didn't know it wasn't like everybody knew everybody but it was like everybody was one and everybody was celebrating Sam Sam <sighs> then what happened did they do the traditional, they cut the cake, they ate the cake, they danced the night away? Her sister made her cake for her. Mm. And she didn't want like a wedding cake, wedding cake. She just wanted, so Eric loved pineapple. So that's another moment. They were doing the cake on their own. It was just for them. It wasn't for anybody else. So they just did that on their own. You are hearing the voice of Sam's mom, Lisa Miller. How could something so wonderful go so wrong? Take a listen to our friends at Crime Online. The Pelican Watch Pavilion is a public beachfront facility in Folly Beach. The 1,200-square-foot facility is a popular wedding spot. After their 5 p.m. wedding, Eric Hutchinson and Samantha Miller enjoy their reception, and about 9.45 p.m., the couple is ready to leave. The couple gets into the back seat of a fully-equipped golf cart being driven by the bride's brother-in-law and nephew. The vehicle has lights and is legal to drive on the road. The golf cart pulls out along East Ashley Avenue, a two-lane road that runs parallel to the ocean. The speed limit is just 25 miles an hour. It should have taken them just minutes to travel the two blocks to their rental house. Miss Miller, when your daughter left, they had a very short distance to go from the ceremony, from the reception. Yes. What happened? So they... Did their sparkler exit. What's the sparkler exit? Where everybody lines up and lights sparklers and they go underneath. It was beautiful. She was the happiest I've ever seen her in her life. They got on the golf cart. They left. Uh, Ten minutes later, we went to our Airbnb, which was before theirs, so they were still traveling. Uh, I started hearing sirens. We were on the porch at the Airbnb. I started hearing sirens. And literally, I looked at my daughter and I said, something happened to Sam. <laughs> I knew something happened to Sam. What do you mean you looked at your daughter? What do you mean? I just knew that that's what happened. Like, my intuition with her, like, we feel each other. Your other you looked at your other daughter and you said, something has happened to Sam. You knew. Something happened to Sam. I knew that the sirens meant that S- Sam... It was Sam. <laughs> I knew it was something happened to Sam while they were on their way home. But just for the sirens, I just, like, I knew it. It's the weirdest thing ever. What did you do? <sighs> right after that happened, um, Eric's uh, sister-in-law came, drove by, and she said, have you heard? And I'm like, no, I haven't heard, but I just said I know something happened to Sam. And... Um, I'm sorry, before that, I called Sam and told her, apologized for calling her on her wedding night, but that she needed to call me back and let me know she was okay. And then the family member came by and they said, get in the truck. And so me and my daughter got in the truck and she took us to the scene, which was maybe a mile away, not even two blocks from where they were going to stay. And um, me and my daughter got out of the truck and just started running hand in hand towards the scene and just screaming, Sam, 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 like, out of a really bad movie. Anyway, my um, ex-husband, her dad was there and my son waiting at the scene and trying to figure out what was going on. And we were told by somebody, I don't know who, that everybody had been taken to the hospital. 
And so my daughter and I went to the hospital and because I guess we were told that because they didn't have ID that for now everybody was Jane Doe and they couldn't say anything or whether Sam was there or Eric or anything. So that was a really long wait. And then finally, um, Sam's dad called and um, told me that Samantha wasn't at the hospital, that he had just identified her by her tattoo and she was still at the scene. And that she had been killed. And like, and the daughter gets plowed down by a drunk driver on her wedding night in her wedding dress. I don't think anything can be any worse. No, I, I don't know that anything can be any worse, Miss Miller. So you get to the scene, you're told everybody was taken to the hospital. You go to the hospital and wait and wait and wait. Nobody can be identified yet. And then you get a call from your husband that says he's at the scene and your daughter, Sam, is still at the scene. Yeah. And that, I mean, he literally, his words were, she's been killed. One of those phone calls I won't ever forget either. Did you leave the hospital and go to the scene? I, well, I was at the hospital for a while, just outside, just crying and screaming. And I don't think we left the hospital till like three o'clock in the morning. And at that point, I did not go to the scene. He told me not to go to the scene. Um, I know that there was a person, there was some people on Folly, four ladies that when the accident happened, um, they each took one of the people on the golf cart so that they wouldn't be alone suffering and sat with them. And the lady that sat with Sam was an RN and she said she was already gone. So silver lining, if there is any, she didn't suffer. Guys, you're hearing the voice of Samantha's mom, Samantha's mother, Lisa Miller, the mother of the bride, telling one of the most heartbreaking stories I've ever heard in my life. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Fox Nation and its brand new series, Scampreneur. Hey, do you love a good con artist story? Then you need to check out the new Fox Nation series, Scampreneur. This series takes a deep dive into the outrageous lies and elaborate scams pulled off by three master manipulators, Elizabeth Holmes, Carrie Farrell, and Anthony Gignuck. In episode one, meet the Silicon Valley swindler, Elizabeth Holmes, who cons the world and wealthy investors into her wishful thinking. Will she pay the price for her crimes? Episode two, learn about the hipster grifter, Carrie Farrell, who scammed her own family and friends out of thousands, but the police had a plan of their own. Episode three, learn about the fake Saudi prince, Anthony Gignuck, who spent two decades committing low-level grifts, but his next get-rich-quick scam turns out to be his biggest mistake. Through interviews with investigators, victims, and whistleblowers, Scampreneur reveals how these con artists were captured and punished for their crimes. Don't miss this incredible series, Scampreneur, streaming now on Fox Nation. Thanks, Fox Nation, for being our partner.
Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at zin.com. That's ZYN.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Let me go to Dr. Sherry Schwartz joining us, forensic psychologist. Having Dr. Schwartz, it's not just a death. It's not just a sudden death or unexpected death. It's not just the death of someone young and vibrant and full of life. All of those things are in themselves insurmountable. But having lost my fiance to murder just before our wedding, it's the end of what you believe is your future. Everything you had hoped and dreamed and planned and mapped out is gone, just like that. And it almost seems unreal. It it absolutely will seem unreal because it is unreal. It's something that we don't plan for. It's something that we cannot imagine. And the shock, it takes a while to really your brain to catch up and process what has happened and really what the implications of what has happened really are. It's, it's a terrible, terrible trauma. Joining us in addition to Miss Miller, this is Samantha's mom, is Sydney Heiberger with the Queen City News in Charlotte. Sydney, thank you so much for being with us. Um, who plowed into a golf cart because uh, uh, hold on hold on Sydney Steven Eisenberg is with us expert in golf and golf cart related accidents and president and founder of golf concepts Stephen thanks for being with us I don't think a golf cart can't even go that fast even if you floored it no this type of you're right Nancy this type of a vehicle uh, a low speed vehicle uh, is the term and 
it, it would go at a maximum uh, 20 miles per hour. So what I'm saying, Sydney Heiberger, and I'm going to circle back to Jason Jensen, who's a PI with Jensen Investigations, to try to figure out how you put this back together again. Sydney Heiberger with Queen City News. How does someone plow in to a vehicle that cannot go over about 20 miles an hour? It's inching along. It's barely going. For obvious reasons, you don't want a golf cart speeding on a golf course where there are a lot of pedestrians. So it's incapable of speeding. This couldn't possibly have been Samantha's fault. Yeah, Nancy, you're absolutely right. And for that very reason, because that there are so many golf carts and low-speed vehicles <coughs> on Folly Beach, the speed limit on the roads throughout the island are 25 miles per hour. So for this driver to be going 65 miles per hour in a 25 mile per hour zone, of course, and law enforcement on Folly Beach have said that this really was not Samantha's fault or anyone in that golf cart's fault. Of course, they were allowed to be driving that low speed vehicle on these roads at night. They had their lights on. They were going, of course, under the speed limit because that golf cart could not go over the speed limit. And this driver was going unreasonably fast in a 25 mile per hour zone. I'm trying to figure out where everyone is seated. Take a listen to our cut to WCBD. The couple lived on James Island. On Friday night, friends and family from all over came to Folly Beach to watch Miller and Hutchinson exchange their vows. Jenkins says she's never seen her sister so excited. The couple wed at 5 o'clock, then celebrated into the night. Jenkins says the newlyweds left the venue around 9.45 to go back to their Airbnb on a golf cart. The bride's brother-in-law and nephew were in the front and the couple in the back. So let me circle back to you, Sydney Heiberger, joining us, Queen City News. The bride was in the back and brother and ne- brother-in-law and nephew were in the front driving. That's my understanding, yes. And I understand that the groom was also in the back with Samantha. Yes. Ms. Miller, is that you? Yes, that's it. Yes. T- tell me what you understand happened, Ms. Miller. The uh, Eric's brother-in-law uh, offered to drive them back to the Airbnb. Um, that golf cart, by the way, was lent to Sam by her uh, very nice boss. He let her use it for the departure of the wedding. Um, and my understanding of what happens, this person was intoxicated had had some kind of confrontation or belligerent behavior at the establishment where she was. And I'm not going to say anything about where it's not my business to say that and left intoxicated or on drugs or something. And just was, I guess she was angry would be my guess if she was being belligerent and just got in her car. And I, we don't know where in the world she was going because she lived on James Island as well. And this on Folly was going the opposite direction from her going home, if that's where she was going. There's nothing really down that way except houses for her to go to. Take a listen to our Cut 10 from WCIV. According to Folly Beach Public Safety, 25-year-old Jamie Lee Komoroski hit the LSV. She's charged with three counts of felony DUI, resulting in great bodily harm or death, and one count of reckless homicide. She literally ran into my daughter going 65 miles an hour because Sam and Eric were on the back of the golf cart. And so she basically just rammed my child. 
The groom's mom, GoFundMe, says the hit forced the LSV to travel over 100 yards and roll several times. And I never thought it would happen to us. And to my beautiful sister and her beautiful daughter and all the 150 people that were there. And our cut nine. Sam and Eric were two blocks away from their home when their low-speed vehicle was hit. I got in our pajamas, sitting on the balcony of, beside Bert's at our place where we're staying and started to hear the sirens. And the sirens kept going. They texted Sam but got no response. And we just got out of the truck and just running. No nine, shoes. Screaming, Sam, Sam. A real-life nightmare. Caution tape, so many lights. Yeah. It was dark, but there's so many lights. Sam. I want to go straight back to Sydney Heiberger with Queen City News. I'm just trying to figure out, Sydney, who is this person? Who slammed in to Sam? Just moments after her wedding. Who is this person? Well, Nancy, she's a 25-year-old who has uh, previous DUI charges. Um, at the scene, she admitted to officers that she had had at least two drinks before getting in the car, a beer and a tequila drink. And when officers on the scene asked her on a scale of 1 to 10, how intoxicated are you, she answered, and eight. Joining me right now is Stacey D. Stewart, CEO of Mothers Against Drunk Driving, known as MAD. Stacey, thank you for being with us. In every HV, habitual violator case, or vehicular homicide DUI case, I have ever investigated or prosecuted, which are many. If the perp admits to X amount, then you can double that by at least two or three. So she said, I had a beer and a tequila translation. I had five beers and five tequilas or something along those lines. But what tells the tale is the BAC blood alcohol. Exactly. And and thank you, uh, Nancy. And, and first, let me just say, Ms. Miller, we are so deeply sorry for your loss. This is, you know, the issue of drunk and drug driving is a completely 100% preventable tragedy. It never had to happen. This never should have happened. And, you know, MAD is a part of having passed laws to make sure that the 0.08 blood alcohol concentration level is a part of, of, of our laws now. And unfortunately, today, still too many people get behind the wheel and drive drunk. And it's unfortunate. And it leads to crashes. It leads to death and injury. Um, unfortunately, the way we've lost Sam. And it, it's so sad and heartbreaking. I want to go to Dr. Tim Gallagher joining us, medical examiner for the state of Florida at pathcaremed.com, lecturer, University of Florida Medical School and Forensic Medicine, and the founder and host of the International Forensic Medicine Death Investigation Conference. Dr. Gallagher, thank you for being with us. It's my understanding, and Ms. Miller correct me if I'm wrong, that when Samantha's golf cart was hit, it caused a rollover that went at least 100 yards. It's my belief and my hope that Samantha died instantly, as Miss Miller suggested that a nurse told her. What happened? So my understanding is this was a rollover accident. But before we talk about that, I just want to extend my sympathies to the Miller family, you know, for their loss of Samantha. This is just an awful, terrible story. I don't know how it could be worse, Nancy. 
Um, what we have here is a, a rollover type accident. And typically what we find in rollover type accidents, especially when the occupants are not, uh, belted in with, with the uh, seat belt is that they are ejected from the vehicle. So, uh, when you're ejected from the vehicle, that's going about 65 miles per hour, the landing or the secondary impact is generally what is the fatal impact. And then typically what we find in these victims are skull fractures, are brain damage, are the severe internal organ damage to the point where uh, sometimes the heart is actually ripped uh, from the, the body. The ribs are fractured and there's a massive, massive internal bleeding. Uh, many of the times you also find the spinal cord has been severed and uh, typically these patients or these decedents, these victims, uh, die instantaneously. They have uh, no um, recollection, no um, feeling that they're died. It, it's just an instantaneous death. So you're awake one moment and the next moment you're in heaven. Absolutely. So there is no suffering in this type of a high-impact rollover type accident. Sydney Heiberger, did you tell me that this woman, this drunk driver, who, by the way, refused a breathalyzer, although when you refuse a breathalyzer, you're taken straight to get a blood vial drawn. So refusing a breathalyzer doesn't help anybody uh, at all. Did you tell me, Sydney Heiberger, she had priors? Yes, Nancy, that is my understanding. She has a prior, at least we see, we've seen a prior mugshot for another DUI incident. Um, and you're absolutely right in that she did refuse a breathalyzer and they did take vials of blood to send off to the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division uh, to get her BAC. That was per a court order and that those results, as far as we know, have not been released yet. Joining me right now, in addition to Miss Miller, Sam's mom, is Jason Jensen, a renowned private investigator joining us, cold case expert, co-founder of the Cold Case Coalition. Jason, thank you for being with us. According to reports, the driver, the defendant in this case, Jamie Lee Komorowski, was, quote, reeking of alcohol, reeking of alcohol when she slammed into the bride and the groom in an unprotected golf cart. It's not like you hit a car where you've got a door protecting you and a top. This is a golf cart. I mean, hold on. Steven Eisenberg, do golf carts even have seatbelts? A low-speed vehicle typically would have either the option, but to be street legal, it should have seatbelts. Yes, ma'am. So I think you're saying in a nice way it may or may not have had seatbelts. Correct. Because I've never seen seatbelts in a golf cart or on a school bus, which I also don't understand. But I've never, for, t- for today, I've never seen them on a golf cart, ever. Well, these, these, this, this type of vehicle is not, not really for a golf course. It's not technically a golf car. By, by definition, a low-speed vehicle is for use on roads or for use uh, in uh, gated communities. But it isn't typically used on a golf course itself, especially being a four-seater. So it really wouldn't be a golf car. So you're saying it may have had a seatbelt. Correct. Back to you, Jason Jensen, private investigator. Jason, if she reeked of alcohol, the suspect, Jamie Lee Komorowski, there is no way she had one beer 
and one drink with tequila in it. If you are reeking, you've had a lot more than that. I would agree with you, Nancy. I mean, typically what we see here is a pattern of evolution of where this type of offender, you referred to her earlier as potentially a habitual offender. What we see here is the progression of a worsening violator where typically if it's your first DUI, you're pulled over, you're apologetic, you know, everyone would expect you to learn your lesson and not do it again. But here, she's progressed to where now she's refusing breathalyzer, she's not cooperating, uh, she's clearly left uh, in an agitated state well beyond her alcohol levels that are permissible by most states. So, you know, she didn't learn anything from her prior offense. Here she is now. She's gone to the extreme of killing people in the process. So it is a motor vehicle accident in the context that vehicles were involved, but there's criminal elements because she was reckless. I don't think it's an accident. I may be parsing words with you, Jason Jensen, but I call this a crash. Yeah, yeah. Because, and I guarantee you, Stacey D. Stewart's going to agree with me, CEO of Mad Mothers Against Drunk Driving, because it's a decision to go to a bar and drink. Officers noted, and I quote, Komorowski was, quote, very unsteady on her feet and almost fell down. They asked her to rate her level of impairment one to ten. She said an eight. The officer states, and I quote, I smelled an odor of alcohol coming from her breath and person. Yes, Nancy. So this woman was literally stinking drunk. Stacey Stewart, uh, for her to admit two drinks means she's had a whole lot more. But she knows enough, Stacey, not to take the breathalyzer. I mean, one night I was coming home from an investigation on an arson murder. And I stayed with the victim's friend, a piano teacher, till 1130 at night and was just talking, looking at pictures, uh, talking about their friendship and about the victim. I was driving home. Now it's about a quarter of 12. I got pulled over. The officer actually asked me to do a breathalyzer. And I know better than to argue. I'm like, sure, I'll do a breathalyzer. You have to know better or know why you should tell a cop who's giving you a directive to say no. I'm, I'm telling you, this ain't her first time at the rodeo, Stacey Stewart. Well, I, this is this is a crash that, again, could have been preventable. One of the things that we're working on at MAD in South Carolina in particular, because the past few years, Nancy, we have seen an extraordinary increase in drunk driving fatalities in the country, and especially in South Carolina. You know, the past two years, we've seen double-digit increases in, in drunk driving fatalities, and by 14%, uh, each year in 2020 and 2021, and even more in South Carolina. The laws in South Carolina have to be changed. Right now, if you're, um, if you are, uh, found, um, that your, uh, BAC level is above 1.8 or even above 1.15, which is even higher than legally allowed, that's, that is the trigger for what we call ignition interlock, the kind of technology that would, disable your car if you are uh if if you are intoxicated 
right now you can be below 1.5 still get in the car drunk right. and your car will still go and that is part of the laws that we need to change we're working on in south carolina it possibly could have prevented this from happening this occurred in folly beach south carolina where i believe the legal limit is 0.08 if that's wrong somebody correct me it is Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Joining us now is Sarah Ford, Legal Director, South Carolina Victims Assistance Network. Sarah, this is your neck of the woods. This is Folly Beach, South Carolina. Isn't the legal limit .08? Yes, no. That's correct, Nancy. Sarah Ford, um, we heard someone earlier state that this was an accident. That's total BS. This is no accident. This is a crash. And I frankly believe and have advocated that cases just like this one should not be a vehicular homicide. This should be a murder. And I'll tell you why. Because it takes intent, Sarah. It takes intent for you to belly up to a bar and not have one, but two, and we believe many more drinks, then you get the key to your car. You walk to your car, get into your car, crank it up, knowing you've been drinking, put it in reverse, and start driving. She knew perfectly well that she was driving drunk. And, as you know, under the law, we are to infer that the defendant intends the natural consequence of their act. 
Those are not my words. That's the black and white letter of the law. The law presumes you intend the natural consequence of your act when you are driving drunk to the point that you literally stink of booze. The natural consequence is a wreck. That means intent. You don't have to get in the car and say, oh, I intend to mow down Sam on the night of her wedding. No, that's not what intent is under the law. I believe this should be a flat out murder. Thoughts? Nancy, I think you're absolutely right. You know, there were choices that were made by this defendant. And these choices had tragic consequences, you know, for, for, for these people, for these families. It's absolutely horrific. And, and being a, you know, a South Carolina resident going to Folly Beach, just it is incomprehensible traveling 65 miles per hour on that road. Um, you know, it's, it's absolutely horrific, absolutely tragic. And I agree. I, I do believe that they should, should increase the charges against um, this suspect and, and charge her with um, felony DUI with death. That's a, a mandatory minimum of one year to 25 years. That's a good way to approach it, Sarah. That's a, a very good That's a brilliant legal thought, actually. Felony murder, which means a death occurred during the commission of a felony. Um, Miss Miller joining us. Miss Miller, if if I hear the facts again, I I think that I will break down and cry right along with you. (laughs) Tell me, how is Eric? He physically is improving every day. I uh, had a uh, reconstruction on his face surgery yesterday. He's had a couple surgeries on his um, feet and legs, um, but he will be okay physically eventually. He's got a long, long, long road. Uh, emotionally, I'm very close with Eric and he is like Sam's twin, basically, where it comes to their heart and how they feel. We always kind of used to laugh and call him a crybaby, but just joke, Logan. He just, he, he feels so deep. So that's a good thing when things are good, and it's a really bad thing, especially now, because he's going to have a really hard road emotionally moving forward. Um, and we, our plan is, or my plan is to try to get here Uh, on James Island or in South Carolina permanently so that I can be there for him because he doesn't want to leave. I got to tell you, just from my own experience, it it changes the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. You're you're never the same. How did Eric learn that Sam had actually passed away? When he first was in the hospital, he um, was kind of in and out of consciousness for a while. And honestly, that day, the timeline is kind of blurry to me, but his brother was with him. And eventually when he kind of came back to um, conscious, he told him, so he was, yeah, he was made aware as soon as he came to. So it wasn't, wasn't right that, I don't know if it was that night or the next morning, honestly. Eric has been titled as being in serious condition. He has had so far one of two reconstruction surgeries, numerous broken bones, and a brain injury. 
to Dr. Tim Gallagher when this woman, <laughs> Jamie Lee Komorowski, plowed into Sam and Eric. It pushed the golf cart 100 yards. Roll over, roll over, roll over. What would have caused the brain injury on the young groom? Well, that's a very good question. Typically what we see, and I'm looking at the picture of him laying in the hospital bed, and if you look at his eyes, you can see that his eyes, underneath his eyes, are, are black and blue, with something we would call raccoon eyes. Uh, typically what means is that the skull, the skull and the bones of the face have been fractured. And when the bones of the face and the are fractured, the shards of the bone, the fr of the fractured bone, actually penetrate into the brain itself. And that's what causes a lot of the injury. You know, I'm looking at a lot of the posts to Dr. Sherry Schwartz, forensic psychologist of Komorowski. And in almost every post I see, she's holding alcohol. This is the woman who refused to take a field sobriety test after the fatal crash. Not accident, crash. Uh, here she is standing on a deck outside drinking alcohol. Here she is, and this is what she's posting of herself. Um, here she is dressed as Bud Lightyear in a pair of uh, hot pants. Here she is drinking. I mean, everyone is related to alcohol. Every one of these pictures. Explain that. Well, here's what we know about drivers who drive while intoxicated. Uh, two-thirds, more than two-thirds, tend to have alcoholism problems or drug abuse problems. They tend to have more than one DUI. Let me add something, Dr. Schwartz. You need to know this fact, too. Uh, she posted a photo of herself dressed as Bud Lightyear, a play on the Toy Story character, in tight shorts, crop top, with Bud Light boxes wrapped around her legs and ankles, and the caption reads, to infinity and be Ron. In other words, just drunk out of your mind. Well, the other thing that we know is that these are individuals who are low in conscientiousness and high in antisocial characteristics, such that they are unconcerned about consequences of their behavior. And hearing about that particular post, right, with Bud Lightyear, what this tells me is this is someone who has incorporated as part of her identity the humor in being having this relationship with with alcohol an unhealthy clearly unhealthy relationship and as someone who has previously been in legal trouble with a DUI she's savvy enough to say I'm not going to blow into a breathalyzer um, which tells me that she had consciousness of mind to know that she shouldn't be driving and this is Sydney Heiberger again with Queen City News let me jump in here I um, I just was going through her record and I do see uh, at least three different speeding violations previously or two different speeding violations and one uh, failure to use a turn or stop signal. She pled guilty to all of those, but I do not see a prior DUI. Uh, I think it was because she was underage. It was 2018. Yes. Who is speaking right now? Is that Miss Miller? Yes. Miss Miller, on her adult record, we see a lot of speeding and uh, other traffic violations. 
but there seems to be evidence that there may be a prior DUI when she was a minor. Yes, we saw another mugshot. I, I'm a drug and alcohol counselor, so it's kind of crazy. But um, like I think that what we have here is a young lady that has been bailed out because she, her family has money and is not been held accountable for any of her poor choices that she's made. And, and when you continue to bail somebody out, they're never going to learn. And she has not suffered any consequences, so she continues the same behavior. And unfortunately, it happens a lot. And a lot, a lot of my patients that I deal with, they've been enabled um, and their parents take care of everything and fix it and trying to protect them, but they're not really protecting them because now my daughter's dead. You can find out about um, the GoFundMe that's been put together. It's GoFundMe, Samantha Miller dash gone too soon. Miss Miller, when you are alone, when you're back at your place, when you put your head to your pillow, do you feel Sam is with you? What What is your state of mind right now? Uh, I haven't been home yet, and I haven't been alone yet. And I can't even think of that. I'm not going to be okay if I'm home alone. So my daughter is here from Florida and going with me to Charlotte, and then we'll come back here and sticking right by me because I, I can't be alone. I always said... Anything happens to one of my kids, I'm done. And my daughter, Mandy, made me promise the other day that that would not happen because she needs me. She does. She needs you so much. And around the world, across our country, people need to hear your voice. They need to hear your voice speaking out about what happened to Sam and that somehow, some way you may be able to stop it from happening even just one more time. Yeah. I can't thank you enough for being with us today and representing Sam in such an incredible way. Your story has really touched all of our hearts. Thank you. If you have any information that can help the Folly Beach Police, dial 843-588-2433. Repeat. 843-588-2433. Our prayers go on for Sam's family and groom. Goodbye, friend. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke. No spit and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.